welcome to the Paragon Financial Partners Podcast, where we discuss the markets, our strategies, and how to live better today while planning for tomorrow. Hello, and welcome to the Paragon Podcast. I'm Elliot Mendoza, and I'm here with Evan Shorten, the firm's founder and principal. Hello, this is Evan. I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast and highly encourage you to subscribe. You can subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or the Stitcher Radio app. Okay, so today's episode is a very important one, and you're going to want to stick around to hear the entire thing. We're going to be discussing the recently enacted SECURE Act, which affects everyone who owns an IRA, whether it's a traditional or a Roth IRA. So let's jump right in. On December 20th, 2019, the SECURE Act was signed into law by the President and took effect on January 1st, 2020. The SECURE Act stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. The SECURE Act includes a few provisions for the expansion of 401k plan offerings, greater access and benefit to small businesses who provide retirement plans, and some pretty big changes to IRA rules. For the sake of keeping the episode at a reasonable length, we're going to discuss some of the more important changes being made to IRAs. As you mentioned, the changes to IRAs are pretty big. In fact, they are going to require many families, especially those with large IRA balances, to review and in many cases redo their estate plans. So let's start with the positive aspects of the SECURE Act. First, the age restriction on traditional IRA contributions has been eliminated. Prior to January 1st, you could only contribute to a traditional IRA up to the age of 70. With the new rules from the SECURE Act, you can now contribute to your traditional IRA as long as you have earned income, regardless of your age. Those who choose to work past the age of 70 may continue to accumulate assets in their IRAs. And just to clarify, this is specific to traditional IRAs. Roth IRAs never had contribution limits due to the fact that contributions to Roth IRAs are made after having paid income taxes whereas the contribution uh, limit on traditional IRAs was essentially there so that you couldn't defer taxes indefinitely. The second item the SECURE Act changes is the required minimum distribution age for IRAs. Prior to January 1st, the initial RMD, or required minimum distribution age, for traditional IRAs was April 1st after turning 70 and a half. With the new rules in place for 2020, the initial RMD age is now 72. And to clarify again, you don't have to take RMDs with Roth IRAs since Roth IRA contributions occur after income taxes have been paid. Finally, the biggest change stemming from the SECURE Act is the elimination of the stretch provisions for IRA beneficiaries. Okay, before going too deep, let's define what the stretch provision is. Essentially, the stretch provision is an estate planning benefit that IRAs had prior to January 1st of this year. It allowed non-spousal beneficiaries of an IRA to stretch the RMDs over the course of their entire lifetime. Ideally, this would allow for the inherited IRA to grow over the lifetime of the beneficiary to hopefully outpace the rate of distributions and to spread out the taxable liability. Yes, and that benefit has essentially been eliminated, except for a few specific exceptions. 
So to get into more detail, the SECURE Act will require most non-spousal IRA beneficiaries to liquidate the entire IRA or IRAs if there are multiple ones within 10 years after the original account owner's death. This is a huge change, especially for families with large IRA balances. Most of all, this impacts non-spousal beneficiaries who will have to pay income tax on distributions from an inherited IRA. Fortunately, Roth IRAs do not incur income taxes on the distributions, but those too will have to be liquidated within 10 years of the original account owner's death. And to give you a little more clarity on the new 10-year rule, the assets don't have to be liquidated all at once, nor do distributions have to spread out evenly over the 10-year period. Your beneficiaries can decide on the distribution schedule, so as long as it's completed within that 10-year period is fine. Uh, Evan, you mentioned there are a few exceptions to the 10-year rule. What are they and who is exempt? Yes, so the new term you're going to hear referenced for those who have an exemption to the 10-year rule is eligible designated beneficiary. Eligible designated beneficiaries include the following. One, surviving spouses. They will still be able to roll over the deceased IRA into their own without being subject to the 10-year rule. Two, beneficiaries who are minors or under the age of 18. In this scenario, the 10-year rule will be applied to the minor beneficiary once they reach the age of 18. In other words, if your minor children or grandchildren were to inherit your IRA assets at the age of 15, they would have an additional three years until the age of 18, plus the 10 years from the new rule for a total of 13 years. Distributions will still be required based on life expectancy during the years prior to the age of 18. Three, a beneficiary who is within 10 years of the deceased age, meaning a beneficiary may be exempt from the 10-year rule if they are similar in age to the deceased. And four, a chronically ill or disabled person as defined by specific Internal Revenue Code criteria. So the stretch provision still applies for eligible designated beneficiaries who fall under these four categories. As you can see, the SECURE Act brings some major changes that are going to require significant overhauls for many estate plans over the coming months. It's going to take your estate attorney, CPA, and financial advisor more time to fully digest and rethink new estate planning strategies that align with your family's desires and goals. So this is probably one of the biggest shakeups with respects to retirement accounts in the last decade, and there will surely be more details and new strategies to come as the SECURE Act is further scrutinized. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast and to visit our homepage at paragonfinancialpartners.com, where you can also sign up for our email alerts to stay up to date with our content and continued commentary. In the meantime, thank you for tuning into the Paragon Podcast. Yes, thank you, and we'll see you here again soon.
Paragon Financial Partners, Inc. is a registered SEC investment advisor. The broadcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as a solicitation or offer to purchase or sell securities. The financial strategies and guidelines discussed herein may not be appropriate for everyone as each individual circumstance is unique. Please review all tax information with your tax professional. Please review all legal information with your legal professional. We hope you enjoyed the Paragon Financial Partners podcast. And again, thank you for listening.